Hi, friends. Welcome to Encouraged and Equipped. On this podcast, we introduce you to the women of Christ Chapel Bible Church. We share our stories to encourage and equip each other to live out our faith in Jesus. We are so glad you're here. I can't wait for you to meet Summer Jones and Morgan Gribble. The joy and energy in their voices reveals their immense and contagious love for serving others. They share some lessons they've learned, as well as some challenges they've experienced. But more than anything, I hope you just catch some of their passion. They love serving, and we can too. Here's our conversation. Hi, I'm Kathy here with my friends Summer Jones and Morgan Gribble, and we get to talk about serving today, specifically why we love it. When we started to put this episode together, literally Summer and Morgan were the first people that came to mind because their countenance, their attitude, their joy about serving anytime I've ever seen them is really captivating to me. And so I personally wanted to see and hear and learn from them why they learn love serving so much. So hopefully I could take a little bit of that for myself and that you as a listener could also really enjoy and be encouraged by that as well. When I think of Summer, I usually ask her right away about how's baseball, because (laughs) if you don't find Summer at home, she's either at a baseball field or a football field, (laughs) and she's got three boys. And so, Summer, I would love, just so everyone gets to know you a little bit, would you just share with us a little something that has brought you joy lately? Oh, you're sweet, Kathy. Thanks for asking me. Um, Definitely my oldest son, David, uh, left for college this fall, and so he's on occasions we'll call home. So that's what's definitely been bringing me joy is hearing his voice. I love that. Um, And I will say uh, this generation FaceTimes. And so I'm like, that does not bring me joy when he FaceTimes me. But when he calls me, I'll take the call because I do not want to see myself on that FaceTime. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, how funny. I love that you get to hear from him and he calls. That's really fun. He called the other day and he's like, can you put pillowcases in the laundry with your regular laundry? (laughs) And I was like, I mean, you can put pillowcases. In your regular laundry, but usually you wash your sheets separately. But yeah, things like that. Hey, he's washing his pillowcases. This is exciting. This is exciting. Yeah, college freshman. These are what my phone calls, but they definitely bring me joy. I love that. Well, when I think of Morgan, two words come to mind: camera and coffee. Is that fair, Morgan? Yes, honestly. (laughs) Everyone thinks that's so true. (laughs) Yes, I've described her well. She is a photographer and loves coffee. So Morgan, what is a little something that has brought you joy lately? Um, Just my community. Um, I've had friends go through some really sweet seasons and just getting to celebrate with them has been super exciting and joyful. So that's just kind of what's been going on with me. I love that. I love that. Well, thanks again, both of you for being here. And I'm excited for us to dig in and talk a little bit about serving. And so I'd love to start off just by asking you personally, what is it that encourages you or motivates you to serve? That's a good question, Kathy. I think back to a time when I was in mom's group and Sheila Moncrief, if you're out there listening, this is for you. (laughs) But you said something about, you know, just make sure that uh, you kind of have a 
signature line or a signature verse or something that you can really reflect on sort of for a lifetime. And I thought about that and um, Matthew 5, 16 just really came to mind about let your light so shine that others may see your good work and glorify your Father in heaven. And that kind of was a play on my name with Summer. And so I just took shine um, and sort of made that my motto. And I really think that um, serving um, is just a way for me to shine that way for God. Hmm. I love that. I love that. Yeah, same. Um, Getting to serve like with the students that I work with is just another way to um, like show them the love of Christ and like what it looks like to live for Him. Mm -hmm. Um, And then just reach people that you wouldn't normally reach in like your day-to-day life. So I love that. Well, you kind of opened the door to that, talking specifically about some of the ways over your life that you have been given an opportunity to serve. I know there are a million, but just so we get to know you a little better and get to catch a glimpse into your heart for service, what are some of the ways that you have gotten to serve over the years? Most specifically at Christ Chapel, I've had the opportunity to be a mom's group leader, which has been really fulfilling and fun since I was in a mom's group for so many years. Um, I've also had the opportunity to lead a, a small group table at Women in the Word. I was able to become a mentor in the mentoring program, and then I was able to help the other mentors um, with their mentees for several years on the board. So, But most importantly, I think of my service as really just being at home as a mother and a wife and a friend, mm-hmm. um, just kind of the ordinary day-to-day some might even say boring ways of serving, but that's not really a title, but that's definitely my biggest role. I think that that's really important that, yes, we do commit to things and shouldn't be afraid to commit to things that have a title. We definitely need people to serve in specific roles, but just that idea of serving wherever you are and wherever God has placed you at home, at work, whatever that looks like to have that desire to serve and care for other people, I think is really important. And I love that you brought that up. Yeah. Morgan, what about you? What are some of the specific ways or places God has given you to serve? Um, Yeah. So I've gone on a few mission trips in the past. I have served in kids camp through Christ Chapel and currently am leading a small group at HSM, which is so rewarding and so fun. And like, honestly, I don't feel like I'm serving half the time just because it's such a, such a joy to like make friends um, with these high schoolers and like get to be a part of their life. So it's funny when I was thinking about introducing you, like I knew we were talking about serving. So you would talk about serving at HSM. But I thought when I think of Morgan, your face lights up when you talk about serving your students at HSM more than anything in your life, (laughs) even right now, the huge (laughs) smile on your face. And so I love how much you love your students and love serving. It brings me a whole lot of joy. And I know you bring that into your work as a photographer serving your clients and your family. And um, I love how much you love to serve and care for people. I love that. Obviously, the people we serve benefit, hopefully, benefit from our service. Hopefully, our students and families and clients are benefited by our service of them. But also, I know, at least in my life, that serving has brought me an immense amount of joy and benefited me in a variety of ways. And so I'd love to dig into that a little bit because yes, it can be sacrificial, but it can also be really rewarding. Right. So what have you personally or how have you personally benefited from serving? Well, I just think honestly, I'm most alive when I'm serving because I think God just designed us 
to serve. And when we're doing what our maker designed us to do, we are at our best. And so I think that, um, you know, it's not something we always want to do, but truly it is when I feel the most closest to God, connected to God, you know, you would use whatever adjective you want, but fully alive is all I could think of was my first response when you asked that. I love that picture. I love that phrase, feeling fully alive when you serve. I think that's really powerful and often not what we think of when we think about serving. Right. What about you? What have you learned? How have you benefited from serving, Morgan? Um, Yeah, I would also go off the fully alive um, serving. That's when I, like, I've learned the most, um, having to, like, being there for others and teaching them and, like, serving with them. I've learned a lot as well um, about them. And, like, they have also taught me about the love of Christ through serving others. Um, It's just a really, like, joyful, fun time. not always easy, but always rewarding. And like, that's what we were created to do. And like, even Jesus came and served. And so it's like just a really great picture of mirroring him in that. Yeah. I know you've talked to Morgan. I want to ask you to talk about a book you read. I think it was about self-forgetfulness. Was that yes. in the title? Yes. Tell um, me about that because I really resonated when I heard you talk about yes. that. Um, Tim Keller's The Freedom of Self-Forgetfulness. It was... Um, this one line, he said, um, it's not thinking uh, less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less and um, like thinking of others and like just less of yourself um, and like others. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, yeah. I love that. I When you mentioned that book, I remembered when I was in high school, there was a summer mission opportunity. It was a local one. It was in the state. And I, for some reason, did not want to do it, which is funny because I ended up loving it. But for some reason, I felt like God really wanted me to do it. And I was kind of annoyed. (laughs) And I didn't really know anyone going, but I thought, okay, Lord, if you want me to do this, then I'm going to do this. And I'm going to do this for you. And I'm not going to think about myself. I mean, of course I did some, but I'm just going to not think about myself all week long because I'm doing this because you want me to. And I thought I was going to be miserable and hate the whole week. And it was a lot of physical labor, rebuilding needy people's homes. And I didn't know anyone and I wasn't in my comfort zone. And that week was a blast. Yeah. And honestly, I don't think it was because my hands were dirty and I was doing a lot of work that I wasn't necessarily good at. I think it was because for the first time in my life, I was working on not thinking about myself at all. Right. And I look back at a, that was a real turning point in my life for why God designed us the way he designed us and that how life can be so rich and full when we just don't think about ourselves. Yeah. One of the ways that I got over my fear or anxiety about walking into a room with a lot of people I didn't know was I thought I can't control whether they like me, but I can control whether I care for and serve and love someone else. And it made the experience so much more joyful to think about how I could care for someone else instead of trying to convince someone else to like me. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I've heard the quote many times that um, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that kind of goes with that. 
Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I know that at least in my life, I didn't, well, I'm not perfect in serving now, but it certainly was something that I learned from watching others. So were there people or who were those people in your life that God put there that you kind of saw and learned from or watched their service? And what did you learn from them? Well, I'm so thankful for the example that I had in Brandon's grandmother. Um, She grew up in the Depression era and um, had many brothers and sisters and just lived a very, um, you know, not a wealthy lifestyle at all. And she married young and had children young, and um, they were able to afford things later in life. Um, But that didn't really change who she was. I felt like her role, she understood, was to serve her family Um, She was a homemaker, as she would call herself, and I could just see the way that she carried herself. It wasn't for her family because her family oftentimes wouldn't tell her thank you or appreciate her, but she was doing it for the Lord, and I could could just see that in her. and she she had a relationship with him in the way that, like, for example, she would fold laundry. She would tear, you know, take a pair of boxers and make these really nice creases and then fold her hand and then make the other fold and then fold her hand and then fold it up. And I thought, nobody's watching and no man cares how his boxers are folded. (laughs) But she cared because, not because she was a perfectionist or, you know, watched some YouTube video because that wasn't around then, but it was because she was, because she was presenting her best to God and she was serving him with everything she had. And she knew a time when she had a lot less and she was living in a time when she had a lot more. But that didn't change her posture of her heart, you know, for serving God. And so I just really am appreciative for that as a perfect example for me of just how to carry myself, you know, in different situations. That's so especially stages of life. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, my mom was a big um advocate in my life for um me learning um what it looks like to serve well. Um she has four kids and just watching her like love us and serve us well and like take us everywhere and um, drive us all our places and um, make us go out and do service projects. And she's, <laughs> she's a big advocate for all of that, of like serving the community and stuff. And um, so, I mean, I didn't always have a happy heart about when she was forcing me right. to do it, but like looking back, I'm like, I'm very thankful for that and like how well she served us and our family and cared and loved for us and like She's incredible. So. Yeah. It sounds like happy heart is the same. Yes. Because that's what I would describe. I think, you know, Brian's grandmother, just mm-hmm. having a happy oh, heart. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, love she that. loves loves us, loves doing it, even if it wasn't the easiest. But yeah. yeah. Typical mom. Love it. <laughs> As you all were talking about people that you have seen serve and how that has influenced you, I was reminded about something about service that has actually surprised me, pleasantly surprised me. And that is that some of my best friends are people that I have met through getting to serve alongside them. And I secretly tell people, which I guess it's not a secret if I'm saying it on a podcast. For anyone who listens, because Christ Chapel is a big church. I think yeah. it's a very personal church, but it's big. And people will always say, how do you connect? And there are a lot of good ways to connect. Right. You should go to the connect class and check out a Bible study and be in a small group. And then I say, but here's what I really think you should do. Yeah. What are you gifted in? And what are you passionate about serving? And go serve there and then look around and see who's serving with you and become friends with those people. Yeah. And I met both of you through serving. Right. Morgan, I met because someone said, hey, Morgan's really great. 
at taking photos and loves volunteering her time, she would take photos for us. Summer I met because she was serving in a mentoring position on the board. Without serving, I don't know that I would know either one of you. And so when I think about the idea of serving it, doing it not just for people, but with people is very important. And so I want to kind of dig in for a minute. Have y'all experienced a community element in serving or how have you experienced that? Definitely. I think just what you described, that's the best way. Um, I thought about mentoring one time and all of a sudden I'm here. (laughs) It is because um, I signed up for the mentoring workshop and I think we might've had a soccer game or something conveniently came up and I was like, oh, sorry, I missed that workshop. I can't go. You know, and I don't know that I was heartbroken about it. And about a week later, I get a call from Lynn Kitchens and she was like, hey, we noticed that you signed up for the workshop, but didn't come. I would love to just meet with you and talk about the workshop. So of course I was like, well, you're not going to say no to Lynn Kitchens. So I showed up (laughs) and then I became involved in mentoring. And then that led to other things and, you know, meeting you, Kathy. And then on a podcast. It's just, you know, you don't know where the Lord will take you. Um, but for me, it's always been an element of encouragement from a friend bringing me along like, hey, I think you would really like this. Or I see this ability in you. Could you do this? Um, and for me, it's really not been myself. It's never been something I've done alone. It's always been in community with other women. Um, and one thing usually leads to another thing. And I really can't overstate the significance of people in my life who did for me what you just described, someone that said, hey, Kathy, here's an opportunity, or I heard about this, I think you would be great for this, or I see this gifting in you. And so I think we can be servant creators, that sounds weird, but like people that look at other people and say, you are really good at this, or God could really use you in this and encourage people to step into that. I think that is a powerful gift that we all have and something we should be doing in the body of Christ. Agree. That's what happened to me with HSM. I was just (laughs) at one of their events once with a friend, and I mentioned how, oh, it could be cool to like lead a small group or something. And then a week later, I get a call from Sarah Beth Hudspeth, who's Stevens at the time, or now, um, and she was like, hey, I heard you wanted to lead a small group. And I was like, I guess I'm doing this. Let's go. (laughs) Um, Here we are five years later. Uh, My girls graduated and went to college. Yeah. Got a new one. Um, but yeah, that was I don't think I would have done anything on my own without her reaching out to me. I I mean I might have like looked into it a little more, but like never taken that step without her actually asking me to do that. Um, and I have since become great friends with so many of the other women um who are leading small groups, and it's a great community to like listen to how they're handling situations and, um, like serve alongside them and like give them encouragement, have them encourage me, um, and just walk through leading others together also and like serving together. Yeah. It's better together. Yes. (laughs) And I want to say too, and I think you guys would agree with this, that it's not just that I'm serving other people. Like we can think, well, I'm here to give to high school students or give to my mentee. And I am, but they become friends and I learn from them too. It's not just the people I'm serving alongside. It is, I think high school students and mentees have really powerful things to say and I'm encouraged and brought along by their example. Yeah. So I think the people we 
are serving also become people that we get to learn from and have relationships with and experience Definitely. the body of Christ with. Yeah. I have the smartest high schoolers ever. <laughs> They're so incredible to get to talk with and like they'll say things. I'm like, oh, I had no idea. Like, tell me more about this. Like, and I'm learning from them and then they'll ask good questions. I'm like, I don't know. Let's look it up together. Yeah. So it's really, really encouraging. Yeah. Okay, I know that we all agree with everything we've said, and we wouldn't change a thing we've said, but serving is not always easy. <laughs> and so even though I called you because I think you guys have a spirit to serve and a countenance and a lifestyle of service, I know it isn't easy. Number one, just because the world isn't easy, and number two, because I'm a sinner and I don't always want to serve. <laughs> and so talk to me about some of the things that have been challenging for you as you've served. You know, thinking about that, there are times when it's tough and we're outside of our comfort zone. And, you know, I kind of like to be in the doable zone versus the challenging zone, yes. you know. Um, but I tell my boys all the time, you know, you have to do things outside of your comfort zone. So I think my comfort zone is signing up, like if there's a sign up genius and, oh, I'll bring a dinner because, and I just sign up and that's easy and I can put that on my calendar and it's planned for. Um, but where I'm, challenge myself is to find the need and just step in and do it. Um, and I have friends that are really good at that and I've learned from them. Sometimes you just show up, you know, sometimes you might have this great idea like, Oh, I heard this sad thing today. I'm going to bring my friend flowers. Well, I don't know if she likes flowers. I don't know what kind of flowers she likes. I don't know if she'll be home. Then all of a sudden you've kind of talked yourself out of that. And I've learned from friends, you just show up, you put flowers on her porch and you hope that it's the thought that counts, yes. you know? And so sometimes I feel like just in my spiritual walk, I'm learning, God, where do you, how can I just show up for a friend without a sign of genius? You know, help me to be more intuitive on how to serve and help and be there for people. Um, because I do think that that takes a lot of intentionality and it's not as easy as somebody asking for help or somebody making help available, like on a sign of genius, but really stepping in where there's a need or recognizing when there's a need. And I think you have to be really observant and patient and still before God to just know where to move in places where it's not obvious. I think that's great insight, really, really powerful insight. And yeah. I can relate to that overthinking and needing to stop and um, just go do something. I love that. Really powerful. Yeah. What about you, yeah. Morgan? Um, I would say similar in the like um, not knowing where to step in. Um, or mine, also, I like think of great ideas, and I'm like, oh, this would be so cool, and then just not following through is a big thing. <laughs> like, oh, this would be so fun. Um, also, just like the comfortability aspect of it, of like, oh, well, I don't think I'd be as good at that, or I'm not very comfortable serving here, or and it's not like a, like I wouldn't actually be good at it. It's just like a, my heart is not comfortable being around this or whatever, Um and so, like, lots of prayer in that <laughs> of, like, no, Lord, like, show me where you want me and, like, where you need me and, like, help me show others your love um, over my comfortable comfortability. Yeah. I like what you said, too. I really think where you need to serve comes with prayer and wisdom and discernment. Absolutely, it does. Yeah. Absolutely, it does. I when I think about things that are hard about serving one, I mean, my selfishness is obviously a key part of it. And also I, a hard lesson for me to learn was that I don't 
necessarily, oftentimes I can't control the results. And I'm not saying I don't want to be intentional and trying to serve in the most effective way, but I'm serving to honor the Lord and do what he wants me to do as best I know how in the way he wants me to do it. And that may mean someone appreciates it and likes it and says, thank you. And that may mean someone doesn't appreciate it, doesn't like it, doesn't say thank you. And what I hope what's going to happen doesn't happen. And so I really have to, when you were talking about that prayer and wisdom, like it pushes me back to trust the Lord to say, Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe I did something wrong in which I need to ask for forgiveness, but I may have done what I was supposed to do and someone just may not have cared or appreciated it or heeded whatever guidance or opportunity was provided for them and for me to trust the results to God and just as best I can be obedient is something that can be difficult for me. Yeah, I agree. The obedience part. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So just to toss this out there, where, where do you start? If you're listening and you're thinking, I want to be more like that, or I want to serve, or I should serve more. God's tugging on my heart. Do you have any insight at all on where to start? I this is funny. I think of this movie. Um, I'm not suggesting you go watch this movie, but <laughs> it was called Yes Man, and the guy, the premise was this man kind of always said no to things in life, and he was kind of just on a downward spiral of not going anywhere. And he went to this motivational conference and the guy was like, be a yes man, say yes, (laughs) yes to life, you know? And so he kind of was on this charge of like, I'm going to say yes to everything. And again, I'm not saying go watch this movie or even be like this man, but there's, I'm going to challenge you to just say yes. Like if somebody says something, Hey, you want to come with me? I'm going to, you know, do this. Say yes. (laughs) Instead of shaking your head, no, shake your head. Yes. And then really just see where God puts you, like challenge yourself outside of your comfort zone, like we've said before. I mean, it may not be what you want to do, but if your friend asked you or you this opportunity came in your email or something like that, just challenge yourself and say yes to the first opportunity. And it will lead you to maybe where you really should be or where you're more comfortable or where God has gifted you the best. But you can't go unless you sort of say yes and put one step forward. I love that. That's great insight. Yeah. That's great insight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're always announcing things where they need help on Sundays. So like just sign up for something and like it it doesn't have to be a big commitment. It can just be like a one-time thing Yeah. of like, yeah, I'm just going to try this one thing out um, and just do it. Go show up, be there, um, try it out. And if you love that, continue on with that. If not, like... There's so many opportunities to serve out there. Um, And like Summer said, just the yes man, like say yes to any opportunity, but not too many yes (laughs) Um, Try discernment and wisdom with all of that. (laughs) Exactly. Definitely. I mean, we've talked different sides of the coin here, but I do think, you know, if you're wanting to serve and you're recognizing that it's part of what we're called to do, like you said, the church, every week there's opportunities and just try it. Or if you have a friend that tells you that, like, oh, you'd be really good at this. You have this gifting. Like, find where you can best serve with that gifting that you know you already have and you're very aware of. So, Right. I also think I totally agree with everything I've said. And I think a simple prayer, even just walking into the day of, Lord, help me notice, like, in my same places, Mm -hmm. in my same routines, 
open my eyes to see who you want me to serve yeah. where I am. Yeah. yeah. As opposed to, because I'm the list person that wants to get it done. And so I'm just working on the list. And so is there someone in my circles that I might be missing that the Lord wants me to serve already right yeah. where I am? Yeah. Right. It's It'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> doubt. So many opportunities. <laughs> so you touched on it a minute and... Sometimes no is the right answer, and especially for, I think most of us know whether we tend to be a yes person or tend to be a no person, and there will be a few people listening that occasionally say yes a little bit too often. (laughs) So it's hard sometimes to discern a no, especially when you like saying yes and you want to do things, and it's not a bad thing. Right. So do you have any insight or any stories or reminders of Sometimes no is the godly answer, and that's a right. good answer. Something happened a couple weeks ago, and it made me think of something we always do, uh, usually say in mentoring is you can't give away what you don't possess. And so I had been asked actually through the church from an email. I don't even know how I got on it, but it was like, could you help with Shrek sort of um, concessions or something like yeah. that? And it was during a time where our boys were going back to school. Our oldest was in college. I mean, I just didn't have a lot of margin. And I didn't really want to do it, (laughs) to be honest. But I read the email and I thought, okay, Cody has been saying lately, you know, we are at a church, not a country club. So I didn't just dismiss the email. I kind of sat on it and I thought, God, okay, I'm going to go back and check the email in a couple weeks and, or actually a couple days. And if the sign up genius, there's still holes, I'll look at my calendar. But otherwise right now I'm not feeling called. Um, I'm not sure that that was the right answer, but I felt like I was stretched too thin I really couldn't or didn't want to just give away what I didn't feel like I had at that point. And when I went back and checked the email, it was all full. And so I thought, okay, God, I don't know. I struggled with that, but you provided. I think I was diligent in my approach. Um, And so I do think if you are a person that says yes a lot, um, you know, you really need to evaluate where God wants you and spend some time in prayer. I think we've said that multiple times today, but I do think God will put you, and if not, he'll provide you with the margin to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. Of I'm a big guest person, love doing all the things all the time, um, but I do have to step back and say, like, how much of my time am I giving away, and like, how well will I be able to perform my service in what I'm already saying yes to, um, and how much of that time is already going towards like volunteering and how um, how much more can I give? Um, and so like being aware of like how well I can do what I'm already like committed to and like what I'm already serving in. Um, and if it's going to affect what I've already said yes to and like what I'm already serving in, then taking a step back and saying, no, I actually, I'm sorry, I can't. Um, but if I have the margin and I'm able to, then definitely love saying yes to things. But yeah, lots of prayer and discernment for saying yes. Yeah. It made me think of this story, Kathy, that I heard uh, Dr. Tony Evans give. And he compared this lumberjack story where there was kind of this young strapping lumberjack and sort of an old worn out looking lumberjack and there was a lumberjack contest. And so they basically had like seven hours to (laughs) cut wood all day. And so, you know, you would expect that the young lumberjack would win this contest. Um, And so they were, you know, 
chopping wood all day and the young one's like, I've got this because he looked over and every hour the young, the older lumberjack was just sitting down. He's like, he sits down every hour and I haven't stopped one bit. Um, and at the end of the day, they counted up the wood and the older lumberjack had won. And he's like, how, how can you? You know, you rested. I never stopped. I just kept going. And he's like, son, every hour I sat down and I sharpened my axe. And I thought, that's huh. your time with God. That's your time to refresh. Mm-hmm. That's your time to replenish. That's your time to know where God wants you. And you will produce more. You will be more effective in your walk. But you have to take time to draw near to God, to know, you know, to get his strength and his ability. I love that. That's a really great insight. And like you said, God does call us to say no sometimes, and he does call us to spend time with him. And we have limits. We were yeah. created to need sleep. Yeah. <laughs> we literally can't go 24 hours a day. Right. And so that discernment of the yeses and nos is really important. Yeah. I want to ask one thing somewhere I know you and I have kind of talked about before, especially one of your favorite verses of, um, you know, letting your light shine so that the glory goes to God and yeah. not to you not to you or not to me. And there are times when I have helped someone and served someone. And I am sad to admit that it really, I selfishly wanted what someone was going to give to me (laughs) or what someone was going to think about me. And that's not good, but that's normal. We all wrestle with that. But how do we wrestle through or approach service through the lens of, I really would like for God to get the glory and not me. Right. Well, I think because I have three boys, we often use a lot of sports analogy, but I would say there is no I in team, right? And that is very true in serving in God's you know, calculator too, because yes. um, it's not to give ourselves glory, it's to give God the glory. He gives us the gifts, talents, and abilities so that we can give it back to Him. They're, they're really not ours to begin with. Um, and I was thinking about that and I don't want to compare God to Chick-fil-A, but just bear with me on this analogy a little bit, which is like when you go to Chick-fil-A and you have a great experience there and you have a great customer service person helping you, and then you walk away from Chick-fil-A and you didn't think that person serving me was just so awesome. You kind of walk away thinking Chick-fil-A is so awesome. (laughs) (laughs) And so I think that as agents of God, you know, I don't want somebody to walk away from an encounter with me where I'm serving or any type of capacity where they're like, summer is so great. I want them to think summer works for God and (laughs) he is so great. And so I I really think, I always hope I'm deflecting that to God and not on myself because it's very natural. I mean, it is, but it's something you have to be conscious of. Especially if I'm serving in my gifting, when I'm serving in those uncomfortable places, I feel like I'm I'm more reminded that I can't do it by myself. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, Lord, I really need your help here. I can't do this. And thankfully, His Spirit is present whether I think I can do it myself or not. But I want Him to get the glory. And that's something that I know that is on your heart as well. Yeah. Morgan, I've heard you say too, this is a little bit of a switch, but that the best form of self-care for you is serving. Yes. Would you mind explaining what you mean by that? Um, I mean, kind of goes back to the like thinking of yourself less in that, um, that I'm thinking of others and it like takes away from like me and it just really gets my heart right with the Lord and I'm caring about others and it's like rewarding in a way. Um, but just that we were created that way. So 
No, that's awesome. <laughs> I love it when you said that. I thought that was a really great insight. Well, I know we are nearing the end of our time together, and I'm still seeing your huge smiles <laughs> and know how much you love serving and could keep on talking. But are there any final thoughts or final encouragements that you have that you might be willing to share with us? I mean, I think we've talked about so many good things. I think most importantly is you're not supposed to do this alone. I mean, God is always with you and he will equip you. And I would just really look for opportunities where he wants to to use you. And that may be in your comfort zone. It may not be. Um, but I think you'll really flourish. And I think that's the life that we're supposed to leave, you know, because until he appears or calls us home, we have a job to do. And Dr. Ked, Ted Kitchens would always say, you know, if you have a pulse, you have a purpose. So <laughs> I just think that you keep that in mind, that you're here for a reason. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's very important that we remember that. Yeah, same. Um, I would just point on, um, like, kind of back to the, like, how to not focus on yourself um, in serving and, like, wanting the attention. Lots of prayer. Lots of prayer for that. So just praying through all of all of the serving aspects and, like, where to be and, like, how to do it well. So That need for God. Mm-hmm. And yes. when He does it, He gets the glory for it. Yeah. Well, thanks to both of you for your joy and for being willing to share about serving. It is an encouragement to me and a real joy to get to uh, talk to you about it, but also just be friends um, with both of you. It's an incredible joy for me. So let me close this real quickly in prayer. Lord, thanks for the example that you give to us of Jesus serving. Thank you for the Holy Spirit that helps and empowers us to be able to serve. And thank you for giving us a purpose of being able to serve others. I pray that you would give us the strength to do so. I pray you'd give us the heart to do so. I pray you'd give us the wisdom to serve well. And I pray that even today, you would give us eyes to see people and ways that we can serve and motivate us to step into that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.